Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, gets into Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw, I think you'll find out that Mark wasn't really pleased about. He gets into it. Also, we have two, I mean two amazing guests as we get closer and closer to Clash of Champions on Sunday. How about this? Zelina Vega joins the show just before her big, Big match against Asuka for the Royal Women's Championship. And we have Kalisto as he tries for the Tag Team Championship. A lot to get into on a Falls Count Anywhere Friday right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Let's get into the week that was wrestling. Not, not a great week, which honestly, over the last couple of months, haven't said that a lot. Like, yeah, I no, think we've been spoiled. Yeah, the, I think the last couple, like last couple of months in pro wrestling, uh, has definitely been very, very good. Uh, AEW Dynamite, NXT, uh, especially SmackDown, has been tremendous over the last couple of months. But this last week, not one of its best. And let's go back to Monday Night Raw. Let's start at the beginning, Mark, and go back okay, to Monday Night Raw. And there's a couple of things that I kind of got heated about, and I want to get your take. Um, and one is um, Raw Underground, uh, Dabo Kato, is something that somebody that you've spoken a lot about here on Busted Open. Um, there was this, there was the big brawl between him and Braun Strowman on Raw Underground. They did an excellent job, I thought, Mark, all show long promoting, like gave it that big, that big fight feel that, you know, that, yeah. you know, kind of like back in the day, like in the eighties when you had HBO and you're waiting for the big Mike Tyson fight, they did a really good job. was like, you know, talking it and, and all the commentators bringing it up and they gave it that big fight feel to the point where I couldn't wait to see what was going to happen. But then we get the segment with Kevin Owens and I was really, really shocked that they had that segment because probably you shouldn't see Cato until the big fight in Raw Underground. First, let me ask you, Mark, what did you think about that segment between Dabo and Kevin Owens? Well, I mean, I was confused because, you know, I was expecting Cato to actually um, – kind of pushed Kevin Owens into a corner. And it's like, listen, you're doing a lot of talking. I'm not here to talk. I'm here to show the people exactly what Braun Strowman is in for tonight. And that's it. Make it short so I can go get ready for my fight. And that's, that's, that's all the thing, that's all you needed. That's all you needed with him. But to slap him 
slap. The only thing worse than slapping a man's face is spitting in a man's face. You might as well do both if you're going to do one. And I felt like it was, and, and there was no, ret, well, retribution. There was no retribution. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't attack Kevin. He allowed Shane McMahon, a mortal man, to stop him from doing bodily harm to somebody that just slapped him. What sense does that make? I'm going to tell you, man, you're going to have to call a damn National Guard if somebody slapped me. As old as I am and as many injuries as I've amassed in all of these years, if you slap me, I'm going to beat the brakes off of you. You'll be a truck downhill until the crash comes. And I don't understand why if the way that Cato was going he was a viable commodity. I was excited about seeing him in Braun. I know he can work. I know he, he played the role. He does the part, played the part. And it's like somebody just said, you know what? Um, let's do this tonight. It just didn't, it didn't make sense. And then it hurt the end product because now, if, if you, you have Ron standing there face-to-face -face with him, they're almost the same size. Week to week, they both beat people up. It's pretty much identical same way, just mauling and just smashing people. And then you go in and you have a match under, 10, under five minutes, and you beat him? Like, where was retribution then? I would have liked to see them two guys really go. And you want to put some heat on retribution? Have retribution mess that match up. That's the one that you have retribution going and, and interrupt. That's a good point. And now you're in a fight setting and you got 20 people from retribution. You have the guys that are fighting. And then you have all those people around the ring. And then you have this mass. You go off the air with all this confusion of 20 people fighting and 20 people from retribution fighting. I'm a solutions guy, Dave. I don't want to complain. I'm, not, I'm, I'm going to give you something that was a better alternative that would have been meant for something good because you don't want to beat Braun Strowman. You don't want to beat Cato. Like, allow these two entities to keep moving positively forward. And I argue with Jacob. You know, Jacob is like, you know, the super wrestling fan. Yep. And I, I use him as a barometer of what works. But I want to hear how the fan, the true unadulterated fan, feels about what goes on on the shows. And this is what Jacob's point was. I don't understand. Why, why, why did they, why did they, why did he, why did he beat him like that? This is a kid that's a fan. 
Don't you think that all the kids were confused? Wrestling should be the, the easiest thing for you to grasp on television. It should be the easiest. Good versus evil, fast versus slow, big versus small. It should be easy. Somebody as smart as Jacob should not be confused. Wow. Why are they holding? Why did he let Shane hold him back? It makes no sense at all. Completely don't understand how confusion. You know, oh, yeah. It's the confusion. We, we've got to find a way to uh, fix the confusion. And now you have to go into cleanup mode. You got to call in the wolf. You gonna call the wolf? Oh man, that's all you had to say. <laughs> you gotta call the wolf to clean it. And how do you clean it? Now you have Cato join retribution. I want retribution for what was done to me by Kevin Owens. I want retribution that was done to me by Braun Strowman. And now retribution has a heavy. He stands there, don't say much. When they can't get the job done, sick the monster on them. That's the only way that you fix it and you give him balls again because he has been emasculated. It's, you say confusing, and it is. Because, Mark, I think of you. Like, and I'm glad you, you said it before I asked you the question. Like, What would Mark Henry do? You're, 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 you're making your official first appearance in the WWE on raw and somebody slap, somebody half your size slaps you in the face. And it's not just a slap in the face, Mark. It's the condescending attitude that Kevin Owens had after slapping him in the face and the look on Kevin Owens face. Yeah. The smirk. And I'm, this is, this is the thing. This is the thing. All right. Mark Henry is in the ring. Shane McMahon is standing in front of me talking, whoa, whoa, Baba Kato, watch out. Baba Kato, move back. I would grab Shane by his face, drive his ass in the corner and go, listen, you pay me, you don't own me. And if you ever put your hand on me again in a way that I feel like is not pleasant, I will rip it off. Are we, do we have an understanding? And then it would be like Jaws music would start playing. I would turn my face slowly toward Kevin Owens. And if he slapped me, I would drop his ass where he stood. I would give him five World Strongest Slams. And I would tell him to bring a mop out here and clean this mess up. And I would walk to the back and we, and the whole time saying, Braun Strowman, you're next. How about that as an option? Don't you feel you, you've seen this guy just smash Kevin Owen, a guy that's been world champion, a guy that's, that's, that's been so resilient throughout his tenure with the WWE. Now you've instantly said, wow, he just beat up a world champion. Wouldn't you get behind that? Of course. Why not? Why didn't we do that? 
Israel Adesanya defends his middleweight title at UFC 253 in one of the most anticipated fights of the year. But before the action kicks off on Fight Island, Sirius XM Fight Nation is bringing you a special virtual party pre-show hosted by Jimmy Smith, Misha Tate, and Anthony Smith. Pre-register at SiriusXM.com slash UFC 253 for your chance to be a part of the show and get all your UFC 253 pre-fight coverage on your home for mixed martial arts. Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Kalisto joining us here on Busted Open. How are you, sir? Good, good. Can you hear me well? Everything good? Oh, oh good. Yeah. You sound great. We're ready to rock. Uh, man, I look at so that background. Excited. You talk about a man cave. Look at that. <laughs> hey, man, I got to have my the stuff I love, you know, my, my history, everything, a little bit of everything. So, yeah. So excited. So going going into um before we go into talking about what's gonna happen coming up, I want to talk about right now. Right, right now, now, when Kalisto walks to the ring, you see a different type of swagger. You see a different body type. Like, what in the hell have you done to yourself? You look like an action figure. <sighs> Man. Mark, to be honest, I, I just feel like I'm awake. I'm, I'm awake, man. I see the light. I feel like now it's my time. And I feel that now I, it's, I'm ready to make a difference, man. And not only to myself, but to show my audience to display what really, how good I really am. Wow, that, that's amazing. Dave, I don't know if you noticed or not. But the, from the first moment, I told you, I always use Jacob as my barometer of uh, what's good or what's catching the people's eye. Mm -hmm. Jacob saw Kalisto come out and he said, oh, my God, he's got abs. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> and then he said he could sense the swagger. He was like, he, I hate to say this. He said, Dad. He's too big for Lucha House Party now. <laughs> he needs to turn on them. And he can see all of this stuff. And that's why I put a lot of stock into what he says, because right. he's a real fan. And nice. sometimes I look at it from a jaded, uh, over-analytic point of view, but not him. So while I'm thinking the exact same thing, that's what starts happening. And mm. you've not been a good friend lately. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, man, I've I just been focusing on myself. I'm awake. I'm alive. I have so much energy. I'm ready to go. You know, whoever is like behind me, either catch up or I'll see you next time. But I'm looking forward. <laughs> I'd be like in a nice way, but I'll be like, hey, either going to catch up or you know, I'll see you. I'll see you down the road. But I'm just so excited. I'm motivated. And I'm glad Jacob sees that. And that's something that I've been wanting to uh, just have my action speak for itself. You know, I, instead of me saying that I'm going to be good, I'm going to be shredded. No, I rather just have my actions speak for themselves. And like I, I said it again, I'm doing it for myself, too, because not only uh, I feel happy. I feel good too. I feel good doing it. I'm I'm happy every it's day. Sense of accomplishment. 
Yes. And I, I just feel excited waking up at five in the morning every day. <laughs> just waking up, having my protein donut, getting that run. So now that I have a routine, I feel that I have a goal and I have a, it's a tunnel and there's, there's a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel and I'm heading towards it, man. And like I said, I'm just happy. I'm motivated and I'm ready to go. And I'm glad Jacob sees that. And I'm glad that he's a fan. That's what, what is the goal? Is it titles or is it legacy driven? To me, my goal is to leave a legacy to be the best luchador of all time in WWE. Wow. That's my goal. And, and, and I, if anybody can do it, it's you. Uh, I don't I'm think that it. you've been uh, maximized. Uh, and I hope that sometimes you have to take it. Yes. And you sound like somebody that says, you know what? If they don't give it to me, I'll take it. And uh, yeah. that's, that's a hundred percent necessary thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Making on, I mean, if you're gonna make a mistake, make it going 100 miles an hour, and then saying, "Hey, you didn't exactly. do what you to do, but what you did was really good." So I guess I can't really fuss at you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, and, and at the end of the day, you know what? I'm just following my heart, and I I'm following what feels right. You know what I mean? And again, I'm just want to better myself. And I just want to leave a good legacy in WWE being the best luchador of all time. And I'm working towards it, man. It's a long road ahead, but I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to sacrifice and I'm willing to take it. So that's, that's even in life, you know, uh, if you can tell, I don't know if I've been, I've been reading a lot too. So I have a big, I have a, like my mindset is different. My body is different. My attitude is different. My goals are different. Like I said, that's why I say I'm awake. I'm awake because I'm hungry. I'm hungry again. I wasn't hungry before. Now I'm hungry. And my goal is to be the best luchador of all time and leave that legacy. And to face Rey Mysterio one day. That'll be great. Wow. I've never oh, been in wow. the ring with him. Ever. Ever been in the ring. Wow. So to me, that's a good feeling in a way. Because we keep doing this. We keep crossing paths, but one day we will meet. We will meet in that ring. Best and the best. So that's my goal too. And again, to leave my legacy as the best luchador of all time. Well, you have goals and you need to have goals and you talk about life and life, as you know, is a journey and you've been on one hell of a journey. I, I guess it's, oh yeah. it must be about yeah. seven or eight years ago now that I first saw you wrestle, you know, with Dragon Gate and then, and then you reached the ultimate oh, goal, yeah. being in the WWE and you talk about, you found your hunger again. Like when you battle and you're on the indie scene and you go to all these different companies and you finally reach that goal of getting to the WWE, do you lose your hunger a little bit? Like once you reach that, like one achievement, do you have to kind of reestablish and almost reset your goals once again? You can say that. Well, with me, I mean, because of injuries, injuries, the last injury that I had was, in December, I had a separated shoulder with some ligament tear, which caused me to have a um, just 
a longer recovery, especially because of COVID. So I couldn't go to training or anything like that. So I had to do my own therapy. I had to find my own self. That's when I kept asking myself questions. What am I doing? What have I done in the past? I've just been going straight, straight down the road. I don't, I I started analyzing my life and analyzing myself. Like I need to, I need to not only be better, health wise, I need to be better mentally as well, because you, you get, I don't know, to me, to me, I get lost doing the same thing. You know what I mean? There's some moments here and there, but it just goes like this. And there are the, the years that the, they go by fast without us knowing because we travel so much and it's just the, the months turn into years and it just go, keeps going fast. So my life just went past by me. And, and to me, I'm like, man, that was two years ago. Wow. That was three years ago, man. And to me, it's like, man, you know what? That, that's when I started analyzing myself and just, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to have a schedule. I'm going to focus. I'm going to do this for me, for me to be a better person and to be a better better performer. You and, know what, Kalisto, yeah. I, I the the gives another insight on that. I've seen guys that work the indies and I've mm-hmm. seen guys that have worked in other companies and it comes time that they have negotiations with the WWE. They come into the WWE and they wait their turn and sometimes that waiting turns into years. Oh yeah. And then sometimes that, that waiting turns into um, being passive and waiting on somebody else to decide mm-hmm. what it is, who it is, and when it is your turn. Um, I like to say that I've seen that a lot. I, uh, I can't point the finger and say, oh, I've seen that out of Kalisto because I've seen you always from the beginning being involved in things and injuries, like you said, have, have taken you away at times. But now it's different and mm-hmm. I can see it and I hope that they can see it too. And I hope that you do run into Ray Mysterio down the road because um and if you have to go through his son to get to him, if you have to go through his wife and kids to get to him, like whatever it is, uh, I'd love to see y'all, man. I, I said that from the beginning. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. And here it is, you know, a couple of years have passed. So now I guess, you, like I said, you got to, sometimes you just got to take it. Yeah. And, you know, however that comes about, you know, it's, it's, I think it's up to you to make it happen. Not oh, yeah. to sit back and, and, and wait on somebody else to set the table for you. Set the table for yourself. All I could do is just keep pushing, man, and uh, let God do his magic and prepare me for the future. You know, all I can say is just keep grinding, keep grinding, keep – yeah, that's all I keep doing, man, you know? So, look at I'm all excited here moving my phone. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so, right, uh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to go. But yeah, keep, you know, keep it, keep, you know, we got Sundays a, a couple of days away. You don't want to waste all the energy right now. I know. Right. I got so much energy, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, That's man. awesome. 
Uh, I, I did say at the beginning of the interview, you know, here on Busted Open, we're celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month all, all month long. And, yeah. you know, we're going to get into like the greatest Hispanic wrestlers of all time. And when you look at, you know, the, the long legacy of the luchadors, you know, whether it's Mil Mascaris, El Santo, yeah. Rey Mysterio, like when you look at that, is there one one particular wrestler that comes to mind? Is there is there one that's like the greatest of all time? I mean, there's the legends, the classics, uh, El Santo, Blue Demon. I mean, they're movies, man. They're very inspiring. Uh, me growing up as a kid watching their movies. But for me, I mean, I can name so many wrestlers. There's just so many. Um, but to me, that one that stood out growing up was a luchador named Tinieblas. He was six foot something or to me he was like seven foot and he had his little mini muñeco which is like a little a little monster it looks like a miniature uh chewbacca <laughs> so it's funny so his character is based out of jupiter he, he came from jupiter he's a superhero so his mask is shaped of a triangle he's the only wrestler that has a very unique mask at that time, and still today, I still feel he has a unique mask. It's just a triangle, but just the way he displays himself, the way he presents himself, and just the mask. And he, he makes the mask. And just the fact, his backstory, like, I'm, I'm a superhero from Jupiter. I brought my, my little uh, monster straight from there to come here to, to planet Earth, to save Earth. And to me, that was very inspiring and just like, oh, I love superheroes. As you can see, I have Superman yeah. in the back. Well, yep. <laughs> well, yeah, there it is. But oh, yeah, um, wow. <laughs> I'm moving more a little bit. But um, yeah, like to me, El Santo, Blue Demon, and Tinieblas. I will pick them three. And I give you my favorite guy growing up. And I have to say this because, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a Texan. I grew up watching... Uh, this gentleman and Jose Lothario. And I, I remember watching and understanding at an early age how slippery he was. And he would do things that you, oh, it's over. Man, they got him. Golly, they're going to hurt him. And then all of a sudden, whoop, whoop, slip. And he would be, <laughs> he would be drop, doing that missile drop kick off the top, and nobody recovered. I mean, he was oh, always man. so skillful in even just working headlock. I remember, you know, uh, somebody had him in a headlock, uh -huh. and he started running in a circle. And he ran. And he ran and oh, he ran I know and that's ran. Yeah, I know that's and he Pushed the guy through the ropes. Yeah. He, he had a hundred ways to get out of stuff. And it made oh, me man. as a fan go, holy cow, this dude is talented. Like he just knows how to wrestle better than everybody else. Oh man, the talent. I just love Jose Lothario. Jose Lothario, man. Oh, dude. And it's just the, the beauty of it too in Mexico, the way they just maneuver and get out like i'll give you an example uh when i'm when i'm wrestling when i was wrestling torito you got you remember torito i remember i remember yo that guy i'm i'm mat wrestling him in the ring but then somehow since he's so small he gets i get lost he, he finds a way how to 
put me in the submission. If it if it's like if my hand's somewhere else, he'll grab my finger and do this. Ah, like you little. <laughs> so he he's that good. So the thing, what I'm, my point is that mat wrestling in in as as lucha libre in Mexico, it's it's amazing. It's an art because. Even if you get lost, there's still they find so many ways and how to put you in the submission, and that caught my attention too a lot. That El Santo and Blue Demon did so much, and not only that, they were so over the top and very entertaining, man. Um, another another luchador too, Octagon. Now he, I had my very first lucha libre mask as uh, Octagon, and and I told myself a long time ago as a kid, man, one day I want to be Octagon Junior. Cause it's a big deal in Mexico being a junior. And I mean, the world works in mysterious ways. I ended up being Octagon junior. So now that's why I wear these my, with my new mask that represents that it's a little history of my, uh, of wow, what thank done. you, man. That's so good. That's awesome. So that's good. Awesome. We love yeah. history on this show. Oh yeah. So I'm bringing back history and me being the very first Octagon Junior just brings back memories. And it's a big deal. It's like The Rock handing The Rock Junior or Stone Cold Steve Austin Junior. You know, in Mexico, it's a big deal. So it's it's very, very memorable. And it's something that I cherish and bring back. So that's, that's well, I tell you, you, you represent the Latin and Spanish community very well. You wear your heart on your sleeve. Uh, I love the fact that when you cut your promos, uh, you not only say it in English, but you say it in Spanish, too. And that, <laughs> that's, that's how I talk at home, to be honest. <laughs> like, I mean, I've always talked to my wife like that. Hey, uh, what's that thing called? Uh, oh, yeah. If I, I'll say it in Spanish or I'll say it in English. <laughs> Spanglish, man. That's my language. <laughs> hey, you know what? Um, you, you have... A, a lot of energy. You're super excited for what's taking place on Sunday. I know that you display Oof. some of your past yeah. titles. Uh, maybe you can add to that collection come Sunday after Clash. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hope so. so. I have the U.S. Add. title there, the NXT tag title, me and Sincara, very first Latinos and NXT tag team champions, and my Cruiserweight title right behind Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. I know you're getting ready for Halloween with your friend. Oh, oh, my no goodness. Idea. Halloween is my favorite, favorite holiday of the year and Christmas. <laughs> Mostly well, Halloween. You, have, you definitely have to post some photos of, of, of how you dress. Uh, oh, I, have a, I, got, I got something in mind. So I'll get there. I'll get there. All right. I do too. I'm excited. <laughs> Just don't be police. Don't be police, though, for Halloween. That's too easy. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's no. too easy. <laughs> I got it's too easy. Yeah, Mark. Thank you. It's, yeah, I got something. I got something in mind. That's something I will enjoy, and I think my fans will enjoy too. Okay, all right. Wait. Looking forward I'm to excited. that. How, how can uh, how can the fans uh, follow you? They can follow me at Calisto WWE on Instagram and on Twitter, or you can follow my. my YouTube channel at, uh, not at, uh, Lucha Family on YouTube. And uh, you can see the Lucha Family videos that I do on my YouTube and follow me on Instagram and Twitter. 
Let's get those titles this Sunday. All right. I'm I'm rooting for you guys. Again, Clash of Champions this Sunday exclusively on the WWE Network. And maybe we have new tag team champions come Sunday. Kalisto, thank you so much for the time. We truly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Stay lucha. Hey, everyone. This is Nicole Auerbach, and I want to invite you inside the Coaches Clubhouse, a brand new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories, and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the greats in their profession, from Olympic coaches to Super Bowl champions and everyone in between. New episodes out every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Friend of the show will be challenging Asuka for that Raw Women's Championship. And she joins us now right here on Busted Open. Zelina Vega joins us on a Falls Count Anywhere Friday. Mark, how are you, Zelina? I'm great. How are you guys? We're excited and we're hyped up. I'm at fr- <laughs> I wish it was Sunday just because I want to see this matchup between you and Asuka. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm looking forward to it, too. It's It's something that I, it's, you know, one of those things that you always wanted, but now that you're actually hearing it, you're like, wow, this is real life, huh? That's crazy. I hope you beat her ass. <laughs> I hope you wow. beat her. Well, I hope you beat her and you win that championship. I can't wait. I'm buying. I went to WWEshop.com. I'm stocking up, Mark, on all my Zelina Vegas shirts which you can get on WWEshop.com. I'm ready for Sunday, Mark. I want to see the accessories because, you know, there's nobody in pro wrestling that accessorizes like Zelina. So <laughs> let's see Thank what you. let's see what, what comes out when you uh, win that title and uh, you know how, you, how you. I, I will say I'm glad that you said that because this is probably the most I've accessorized ever. So that's, that's going to be a, a sight for sure. Let me ask you, Zelina, because you've been a guest on this show so many times and we always appreciate the time that you have coming on with us. And, you know, here you are. You're going to be a part of Clash of Champions on Sunday in a championship match. I know this is something that you've really, you know, worked hard for. and Now you've gotten this opportunity. Uh, Talk about like what these last couple of years have been for you, because I know you being uh, such a fan of pro wrestling and now like, you know, you have, you have action figures and merchandise and now you're getting championship title opportunities. I mean, what's it, what's the last year been like for you? It's been pretty mind blowing to be honest. I mean, it's something I've wanted since I was four years old to actually say that you've got, you're getting the chance to do now. I mean, your, your little four year old, eight year old self is, is pretty excited inside and, you know, it's you again, it's a situation where you always say that you want to do something, but when it's actually happening and you're living in that moment, you have to do your best to take a step back and appreciate that because, you know, a lot of these things, especially, and obviously, you know, Mark, you know, like with our business, things can just fly right by. And then you're like, man, I didn't even get to really soak that in. And I'm doing everything possible to take my time with this and really soak it in any piece of, of, you know, wrestling that I'm watching to prepare, you know, watching Asuka and her matches to make sure I know how she moves and make sure I know what, what a possibility could be. You know, you have to be prepared for anything and any piece of training that I'm doing, I'm making sure that I'm taking in every single part of this because, you know, this is something I've wanted since, oh my God, I don't even know how long, you know? So 
it's it's pretty incredible. And to work alongside with Andrade and, and Angel has been great. And and it's funny because a lot of people are like, wow, your accent came out in your promo last you know couple weeks ago. And I'm like, yeah, because I was legit mad. <laughs> I'm legit mad. That's what comes out. And uh, you know, it's it's something that you know I, I I think now people are starting to take me seriously because you know you you're seeing a whole different side of me. It's one thing when you're putting your all into other people, but now what happens when I flip the script and now I'm doing this for me? I beat a legend. Listen, we we've seen Oscar's game and we've seen her strengths and we've seen her weaknesses. I don't think that a lot of people outside of the NXT world has got to really seen you work and, and do your thing uh, other than the match that you had with, um, uh, with Bianca and the match that you had with, um, with Mickey. Uh, what about your game is it that you want to show the world that uh, you have in your repertoire that the, the reason that why people should be fans of yours? I'm going to show on Sunday that I'm more than just a manager. I want to show a lot of people are, are, you know, they're discrediting me. A lot of people are just, you know, underestimating me. And I want them to, I really do. I want them to, because then when I end up surprising you, then I can lick all of those angry little troll tears from their faces. It's, nice. it's for me. <laughs> I would love what's that. No, we're excited. We're laughing. We're into it. Keep going. <laughs> no, it's, you know, like, I, and Asuka, too. I want her to underestimate me because that's always going to be people's mistakes. I mean, again, someone like Bianca, I mean, I'm not discrediting her in any way. She's an incredible athlete. She's an incredible performer and, and you know, worker in general. But I wasn't focused. You know, I, w- I was thinking about Angel and Andrade. I was, I was very busy with those two. And that's the thing. Whenever I put my heart and my, my eggs into something, that's where my focus is. So when I shift gears and I, you know, you, you move differently, you act differently, you perform differently. And, you know, again, Bianca to Mickey, there's a huge difference in my performance. And now, like I said, beating Mickey, that's just one thing for people to go, oh, okay, wow, she's a little bit more than we thought. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to see what, what Zelina has next. And, you know, again, working with one of some of the best in the world, being Andrade, or even working on my striking style, as you guys know, with my husband, it's, it's going to be a, bring a different side of me on Sunday for sure. And of course, subscribe and watch A to Z on YouTube with Zelina Vega. And Zelina, like when you look at this matchup, and you just said it, Mickey, like you beat Mickey James. Like Mickey James is a six-time women's champion. Mickey James, when it's all said and done, is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And you know, you beat her in you know in like four and a half minutes in the middle of the ring. I mean, that is a huge accomplishment going into this championship match on Sunday. Yeah, it's it's pretty, and again, it's it's crazy to me because now all of the people who are saying, "Oh, she could never beat Mickey James," she can never beat this person or that person, I just did. So, what else do you think I can do, or what else do you think I can't do, so I can show you that I can? I, I think there's a lot of haters and criticism in saying that, um, you know, why would she be in that spot? And I I just strike it as people they don't know you like that they haven't been able to see what what you know dave and i have seen um i think that it's up to you now to go out sunday and uh even though we know you're gonna win win lose or draw you have to be able to show we we always talk about not just going over but getting over and i think that if, if, if you go out there and you show the world what you're capable of 
they can't deny you no more. Exactly. And that's the goal. You know, obviously the goal is, is to become Rob Woman's champion, but a big part of that is to show people what I'm capable of. And, you know, it's going to be shocking for some people, but then to people like you guys or people, you know, who know, they're not going to be surprised. They're actually going to be like, all right, see, I, I, I told you, you know, and, and that's really the nice thing for me is because there's so many, and I, and I, I get it. You know what I mean? I, I get the hate. I get the trolling. I get it. I love it. But when it comes down to it, you can't deny me once I show you guys what I got. Love the confidence. Um, we're about a month away from a, a day that I know is very, very special to you. Halloween's coming up next month. I know you're probably <laughs> preparing for Halloween. So, you know, any uh, any idea of, you know, what your dress is going to be for Halloween? Mm, so I'm working on something big. All I need now is a wig to finish it up. But um, I will say it has a little something to do with League of Legends is what I will say. And um I'm actually doing a Halloween costume contest on my Twitch. Um, we, we give a lot of prizes out to people. Um, and basically, like, my fans get to vote on who they think is the winner. So we're going to be doing that. It's going to be really special. But, yeah, it has something to do with League of Legends. And then when it comes to this Sunday, even, you know, I always bring something special to special events that I'm doing. Whether it was SummerSlam, I did Sombra from Overwatch. Um, and Sombra was special not just because she was from Overwatch, but because, obviously, Andrade's name before coming to WWE was you know, La Sombra. So I always do things in order to, for it to mean something to me. And one of the things that I'm adding to my gear is my dad's name, my uncle's name, and my grandfather's name. Those are the three people that were huge supporters in this, and I need them with me on Sunday. So I'm, I'm glad that I get to bring that up uh, as a part of my gear coming into That's Clash awesome. of Champions. Can I suggest a, uh, a throwback? I don't know if it was last year or the year before. But you did the Dust of Dawn Selma Hayek uh, outfit. <laughs> and, you know, yes. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just pulling that off the top of my head. I'm not stalking you. I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not trying to get in trouble. I don't want to get beat up because I know people around you can fight. And uh, I, I just, I'm just saying, like, that was one of my favorites of all time. And if you can post it today, that would be very nice. <laughs> you know what? I will now just because you said that. <laughs> All right. So on on Twitch, you have the costume. I, Mark, we should get involved. We should dress up and enter this contest. No? I think you should. I am. I'm dressing up already. Are you? What are you, what are you dressing up as? I, I, it's a secret. It's a secret. I can't, I can't divulge that information on Halloween uh, before me and the kids go trick-or-treating. Uh, we still going trick-or-treating. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'll post a photo. There we go. I'm, I'm See, going enter, to your enter the costume contest. Come on, we, I'll, I'm do going, I'll do I'm it. I'll do it. I'm going to do it at Twitch, and I'm going to go and enter the. I'm I'm entering the contest. I'm winning the contest too. Well, I don't know what I'm going to hey, You know what? There, there's there's some money in it in. too. There's, there's some money in it. Whoever's winning. So I mean, really? Whoa, whoa! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Yeah. I'll start talking about them greenbacks. <laughs> Yeah, I don't play when it comes to my prizes, okay? I don't play when it comes to my prizes. My Anybody who subscribes to me on Twitch, they know that we give some cool prizes out. So, you know, we got we to gotta bring some green into the mix. You know, if you guys are going to put in some effort, I'm going to bring in some effort, too. All right, so you know what? I'll say this right off the bat. Mark, if I win this contest, which is a shoe win because 
I mean, I'll, I'll be a, a serious XM radio host. I'm thinking I might do that as my costume. <laughs> I'll, I'll give the money to charity. I'll give the money. I'll, I'll give the money to charity. Oh, don't do that. Don't start. I already said it on the air. I already said uh, it on the air. He's trying to get the uh, emotional you're support to, there. I, you're I, trying yeah. to chase the hug with the fans, with the voters. Come on. No, no. I'm going to give it to the uh, LaGreca Lack of Funds of Charity. All right, Zelina, um, <laughs> you know, you got the big match on Sunday. Now that you're getting these champions, you know, the big win against Mickey James, on, on Monday, the championship opportunity on Sunday. Have we seen the last of you as a manager? Is you, you say that you go into stuff 100% committed. Are you kind of stepping the managerial role to the side as you're focusing on the in-ring competition? Well, I'll break it down like this, right? I am a future Hall of Famer based off just my managerial skills. Just, just off that future Hall of Famer. Like, let's just be honest. You know what I mean? But when it comes to Andrade and Angel fighting, the one thing that I wanted them to do was be on the same page and win. And they finally did that. Now they're going to clash of champions. So whether, whether it was removing me from the picture to make sure that they got, you know, they woke up and then figured it out. We'll see what happens at clash of champions. I am going to be watching their match very closely, but I'm also not going to be distracted by their match either. So am I done? Not a hundred percent. We will see. But I need to see what these guys are made of. And I need to see if they're really serious about this. You know, and, and when it comes to Asuka, she's over here giving title shots to everybody. She's searching lost dog ads to find competition for herself. So I'm like, you know what? I need to step up and, and make her, you know, pretend to be credible. Like, she's got she's to show that she's credible now. And she's got to beat me. So I'm ready for Asuka. I'm ready for Clash of Champions. And am I done being a manager? We'll see what the boys bring to the table. That's where I'm going to leave that. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Again, Clash of Champions this Sunday on the WWE Network. Zelina Vega is going to face your Raw Women's Champion, Asuka. And we'll see if we have a new champion, and we'll talk about it on Monday. Zelina, uh, I'm very, very happy for you. I, I love the fact that you're you know, going to have that garb on for Sunday that you're, you're dedicating to those three men in your life that look down on you. And, and, and your dad, I know, is looking down on you now, and he's so proud of you. And I appreciate the time, as always. And good luck on Sunday, Zelina. Thank you very much. And thank you guys for the interview. I love Busted Up, and I love coming on here with you guys. So thank you, as always. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.